Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18+. Plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. From coast to coast, border to border, and around the world, you're going online with Bill Alexander. The following program is intended for immature audiences only. You are going online with Bill Alexander. Online with Bill Alexander is brought to you in part by Phil Giannetti Motors. Providing quality vehicles for 40 years. Give Jim a call at 724-785-6800 or visit them online at PhilGiannettiMotors.com. Now, stay tuned for Online with Bill Alexander. with the United States Treasury Department and the American Federation of Musicians, James C. Bertillo, President, ABC and WLAN in Lancaster, Pennsylvania, present Transcribe, the musical gems of Wally Ginger and his orchestra, emanating from the beautiful Sunnybrook Ballroom, the largest ballroom east of Chicago. Good. Wednesday well, evening, everyone. You're surely William Eric Alexander, my friends, Tommy Bill. Yes, a slightly different beginning to uh, the program. And we're not in Lancaster. We're high atop High Street in southwestern Pennsylvania, just just east of Uniontown on Route 40. It's the first national highway, as we like to say. And welcome to Online with Bill Alexander tonight. Well, the reason for the different opening has to do with tonight's guest. And this has been a long time coming because years ago, when I used to host the big band program, which seems like 120 years ago, which was only about six, we were trying to get a hold of the family of Wally Gingers. Unfortunately, we were told that they didn't want to talk about it. But that is not true tonight. We have Claire Huggins, Wally's daughter. She'll be joining us via telephone this evening here online with yours truly. Bill Alexander. Stick around for more online with Bill Alexander. Phil Gianetti Motors, providing quality vehicles for 40 years. If you're looking for a quality pre-owned vehicle, give Chip Gianetti a call at 724-785-6800 or visit them online at www.philgianettimotors.com. Call Bill at 724-444-7444, extension 1832. Or email him at bill at online with billalexander.com. I got more openings than anybody else should. This one's a little bit different. It may get me in trouble, but I got it still. It's the musical gems of Wally Gingers and his orchestra. <laughs> This is actually my favorite, and I'll tell you why in a minute. Well, 
ladies and gentlemen, this evening, for your dancing and listening pleasure, we present the musical gems of Wally Gingers and his orchestra, with vocals by the maestro himself and Anne McElhose. Coming to you from the studios of WMDS in the heart of downtown. And right now on the phone, I'd like to welcome Wally's daughter, Claire. Claire, how are you doing tonight? Oh, I'm good. How are you? Uh, now, the question before I ask you anything else, who yep. is Ann McElhu? I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> I love that name. I think if I would ever create an on-air name, my name would be McElhu. I, she was just a female singer that was with the band. That was long before I was even born, I think. <laughs> well, everybody listening to the program right now, this is Claire Huggins. Claire's, and I, and I can't pronounce it, and I apologize for it, but your your maiden name, so people know how you're connected to uh, Wally, or I should say George, is pronounced how? Teich. Teich. Okay, that's Teich. not that hard. Anyway, the reason you're on the program tonight is because your daughter actually found me on the Internet because I guess she was doing a search of her grandfather, right? Uh, that's that's sort of the story she gave me, yes. Um, and I got, I got this email from her telling me who she was and everything else, and I was just mm-hmm. blown out of the water that, that there were still family members of um, Wally interest in his career, because we heard at one time when I was working at the station, Uniontown, that it was a part of the family's life that no one really wanted to talk about. I don't know where you got that information. <laughs> okay, well, um, I, I, that I'm, is, I'm glad you're taking yeah. it up front right now. But, uh, Claire, you, you've actually revived your father's orchestra's name. Yes. And you're now performing again. Um, well, that's uh, we we are still in rehearsal mode, um, but uh, the good news is that we do have our first gig in April next month. Oh, that's great! Yeah. And so, give me a little bit of background on you, and then we'll talk about your father. Um. Well, what do you want to know? <laughs> How I joined <laughs> the band? Um, well, actually, what do you do now, and what? got you interested in reviving your father's band again? Well, um, I played in, uh, I was a a drummer um, ever since, you know, um, junior high. And um, once I graduated high school, I didn't um, keep up with the music, but um, at some point a few years ago, I uh, was convinced to join the Scottsdale Community Band. And um, through that, I was just able to get back into playing music, and some of the members of the community band are also members of other big bands that play in the area. And um, it sort of came about that I was asked to maybe fill in here and there and uh, maybe perhaps become um, a member of these other orchestras. And, And after a while, I thought, well, if I'm going to get back into the the big band business. I, I need to give my dad's band a shot. He had uh, he wrote his own arrangements. Um, uh, it, it was just I, I I was familiar with all of that. I had played in that band for uh, about thirteen years, and I thought, well, I'm going to give it a shot. So um, um, about June or July of last year, I decided to uh, 
to get things going, talked to some musicians that I knew, and, and we just we just started pulling people in, and we had nothing but the music. We had no other equipment. We had um, no stands. We we've, we've brought everything back from scratch, but we still had his, uh-huh. his original arrangements, his original music um, that, uh, you know, we've been able to, uh, to get going here, and, and uh, we're reviving it, so. And what's really interesting about it is um, when I used to work at the station Uniontown and I used to host a big band program there, I was given two recordings of your father's of your father's band. Mm-hmm. Uh, one recorded in Uniontown, the other recorded, which uh, you heard a portion of at the beginning of the program, um, in uh, Pottstown, Pennsylvania, at WLAN Radio, at the right. Sunnybrook, at Sunnybrook Ballroom. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they were on reel-to-reel tapes, and uh-huh. I was told that they were actually originally taken from the acetates that were recorded at that time, and someone gave them to me. So one night, I decided, let's convert these over, and we made digital files, and we played them on the program. Mm-hmm. It was amazing the people in Uniontown and Fayette County that remembered your dad remember mm-hmm. dancing to your dad, and mm-hmm. that if you would mention Wally Gingers to anybody over the age of 65, they knew who you were talking about. Exactly. Yeah, he, uh, he made a pretty good name for himself. He was a great musician. Um, he, he played um, all around the area here, not just in Pennsylvania, but up and down the East Coast, and he made a good name for himself. So, yes, he was very well-known, so... Um, yeah, that was part and, of the, uh, the pool. That's what I wanted to do. I wanted to, to bring back that name and bring back that sound again. So. And so far, like you said, you've been in rehearsal mode right now, and your first mm-hmm. performance is in April. Mm-hmm. How has been the response been mentioning that, hey, Wally Ginger's orchestra <laughs> is getting back together again and going to start performing? Anybody that I've talked to about it has just been very enthusiastic. They they've been very supportive, and if they knew of big band, you know, music, and were familiar with that at all, they they knew the name Wally Gingers, and they were just um, astounded that I'm you know I'm trying to bring this back, and I'm you know trying to revive the band, and I, nothing but great you know great news and they people keep asking well when's your first gig let me know let me know let us know and we want to go so i'm kind of putting it out there we have our first gig and um i'll be very happy to give you some information about that (laughs) please do tell tell us where it's at when it's going to happen okay we made arrangements we are going to be playing at the duck hollow golf club in uniontown pennsylvania and the date is friday april 23rd uh, dance April will be probably uh, April 23rd uh, from 8 to 12. We're going to have a $10 cover charge. And I believe the uh, golf club is going to have uh, a kitchen will be open with some light fare, um, you know, um, drinks as well. But um, we, we have, like I said, it will have the original arrangements. And, you know, we're hoping that people can kind of, you know, sit back and close their eyes and hopefully just, hear an up, you know, I don't want to say updated version, but, you know, new musicians, but you hear, still hear that, that sound that he was um, um, famous for. So, um, and you that's, also that's have a, a website out there. You also Correct. have a website right now, too. Yes, that, yes. Uh, a lot of information on the website. Yes. Um, and the website um, address is? 
www.wallygingers.com. And okay. it has and that some has great information. information. Yeah, it, it has um, now, information about the history of my dad, some pictures, um, you know, there's, there's links um, to uh, some sounds, some songs that are on there, um, some updated information about um, uh, news events that are going on. Yeah, it's a pretty cool site. Now, talking about your father and, and being named George, and I understand that when he was in um, high school and he was actually looking into, he was creating this band and his music teacher suggested that he change his name? Not change his name, but just take this as his professional name. Yes. It was okay. his high school music teacher, and, and, correct. And where did the word, where did the name Wally Gingers come from? I I I will have to find that music teacher and ask him. I don't know. <laughs> because but, that um, would be really interesting from um, uh, George Teich to Wally Gingers. <laughs> I, yes, I don't know. And he actually preferred to be called Wally. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. Now, your father's musical career spanned what period of time? Oh, well... A lot of that information is actually on the uh, website. Um, he started um, one of the earliest performances that some of my family members can remember was when he was six years old. And uh, he, he was uh, pretty good on playing, uh, he was playing the accordion. And um, his teachers were so impressed that they organized this concert in his school but he was so small that they had to put him up on the desk so that the, the classes could see him. <laughs> and then um, early on, he was part of his family. He was born into a, a large um, musical family, um, and they had a polka band. It was called the Teich Brothers, and they played okay. for weddings and dances and proms. But as my dad got a little bit older, when he was a senior in high school, he he had his own ideas for his own sound. He wanted that big band with the tenor of saxophones versus the alto saxophones. So it gives it a deeper, richer sound. And um, so his senior year of high school, that would have been 1937. That's when he started his own band, took that professional name of Wally Gingers, and um, from then on he just um, grew from there. So. And, and and looking at the website right now, it says you joined the band in 1978? Yes, that's right. And you were, what, 13, 14 years old at the time? Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, pretty young. <laughs> and, 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 and of all the things, and I mean, this is the, 19th, this is the late 70s going into the early 80s, you're, mm-hmm. we're, you're, you're dealing with, what, pop music, rock and roll. What Disco. did you think whenever <laughs> you were playing drums for a big band orchestra? And how what did you did tell your friends that this is what you did on your weekends? Uh, well, it's kind of how it was. Um, I loved it. I, I always felt like I was born in the wrong era <laughs> because I really connected uh-huh. to this music. And, yes, it was definitely an a, a interesting conversation piece. People were just amazed to see, you know, me as this young girl up on the up on the drum set playing. And, you know, my dad took advantage of that. And, you know, it, it it was hard, you know, when you're a teenager growing up, you know, you want to be out with your friends on the weekend, but, you know, I, I had, I really did have a good time. I enjoyed it. I was with my dad. I had two brothers that also played in the band at the time, so it was almost like a family, you know, family thing going on there. So. 
Now, taking it from 1978 to up to 2010, who uh-huh. is playing in the band now? Um, well, a lot of the members of the um, Wally Dangerous Orchestra now are people that I've met through um, the Scottsdale Community Band. So, um, I, I, myself, I'm playing drums. My brother, um, who is also the band manager, is uh, gonna, uh, he's playing bass. Uh, that's Jim Teich. And then um, there's um, four saxophone players. There's three um, brass and uh, two uh, uh, a piano player as well. So a total of ten players in our band. Okay. Now, other than you and your brother, it does anybody, I mean, I, I presume they were, were very, very young when your father was in his heyday, but do they know the history of the band before they met you, or was this something that you had to re-educate them on? Uh, some of them. Some of the older members are familiar. Um, some of them have actually uh, played at one point as a substitute um, oh, really? in the band. Yeah, but some of them are are a lot younger and they're not as familiar with the with the uh, with the band. But um, when we started rehearsals, they were just amazed. Uh, I, I was getting a lot of good feedback from um, the um, players um, about how the arrangements were made and just the sound that he had, and he had a uh, a good sense of just what was pleasing to the ear. So. Mhm. Yeah, it, it was. Yeah, it, it's now, been amazing. You, you said you have uh, pretty much all the arrangements that your father did. Mm-hmm. Now, did he write his own music too, or was he just rearranging other performers' uh, music at the time? Um. He yes, he did write some original songs. Um. But I sort of think of him as a top forty band of his day. <laughs> he he took okay. popular songs of the day, but he arranged them to fit um, his style, his sound. He he wanted you know the songs to sound the way he wanted them to be played. So you know he took a lot of popular songs, and he kept up with that all through the years too. So it wasn't just songs from you know the forties, you know, and and World War Two era, and you know in the fifties, you know, all through the decades, um, he. Uh, um, you know, I kept up with songs, you know, that were popular at the time. So it was always current. Um, one mm-hmm. of his original songs, though, is um, um, probably on that recording that you have. It's What Are All These Kisses Worth? That's one of his originals. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I do have that buried somewhere on here. Um, mm-hmm. Now, I, I'm looking at the website again. It said that your father performed, I guess, up until, what, 1990? Yes. Right, right up and until then, um, he passed away, yeah. And that's I was going to ask you if he played right until he passed away, and then what? the band mm-hmm. played then six months more and then broke up. Correct. Was there a reason why the band broke up at the time, or was it just that because your father wasn't there, the motivation wasn't there? Yeah, that's, that's it. That's it. Um, he, he, was, he was the head of his band, and he kept... Um, uh, he kept some of the members in check. <laughs> Let's just put it that way. And with him not there, um, I still had my two brothers that were in the band and myself. We it just um, it, it got. We had always said when it wasn't fun anymore, it was time to quit. And we you know we finished out uh, the obligations that we had, and then we decided just to um, to wrap things up and and chalk it up to you know 
good memories and, and you know, um, a fun time that we had, you know, playing with our dad in, in the band. But um, it's going on 20 years now. Um, this fall, this November will be 20 years that he's passed away. So it's kind of a, um interesting anniversary here to kind of get this this going again. So. Back up and running again. So yeah. when you went, so when you went to your brother and you went to all these people and said, "I want to get Dad's back." I mean, I want to get the band back together again. What did mm-hmm. your brother say? Um. Well, I I went to both brothers. Um, my older one um, wished me luck. He said um, he did not wish to get back into performing, but um, he he uh, you know wished me all the best wishes he could and just said. You know, if you need any help with anything, um, to call him. Um, my other brother, Jim, who is playing bass, um, did not want to perform at first, but he was very excited about getting the band uh, back together and, and getting organized. He, st- he wanted to act as a manager uh, at first. Okay. Um, but when we, I, because I was already playing in the um, community band, I had um, better access to fellow musicians. And, and um, at our first rehearsal, at at the very end, he, he looked at me and he says, I, I have to get a new bass. I, I have to be a part of this. He wanted to get back into playing right away. So he, so um, it wasn't too long after that that he, he, was, uh, he wrapped up his uh, instruments and got everything, uh, you know, organized there, and, and he's been playing with us as well. So. so when you got the other band members together and everything else, how often do you practice, or is it just whenever anybody has convenient time together? Well, that's been the problem. There's ten members, and it's been um, a little difficult trying to get everybody together. Um, we're all um, adults that work full time or uh, play in other bands. Um, some of the band members have obligations to uh, uh, high school bands as instructors. Um, mm-hmm. So um, it was uh, late summer. Last year, we were probably going about every week, maybe every two. Over the marching band season, like I said, a lot of our players are, are instructors for various local um, high school marching bands, so we took a, a little bit of a break. Started up at the end of last year, and we've been trying to go about every couple of weeks getting rehearsals in here now since the beginning of the year. And and, and when, you, when you decided that you were going to perform live and you, you started contacting groups and organizations, were you welcomed with open arms or did they say, well, we'll get back to you? Well, say, because I was just interested in how the reception was like when you, like I said, we said in the beginning of the program, when Wally Ginger's name was mentioned, people knew who it was. And if you were running into some roadblocks at the time until the first uh, um, performance that's going to be happening on April 23rd at Duck Hollow, if anybody said that uh, we'd love to have you, we just can't have you now, when can we book you, no. and stuff like that. Oh, I see, I see. No, I, actually, the, that's our first um, gig. We haven't really uh, started uh, full-time with gigs yet. So this is kind of, this is the very first um, uh, comeback performance, um, and um, we will be contacting um, various uh, venues in the area here, and just uh, putting the word out. Yes, we're here, and, and if if you have other big bands in, and you know of the name of Wally Gingers, you know you're certainly going to want to have our band in. So, are you um, of the uh, arrangements that your father has done? Are mm-hmm. you playing 
pretty much most of them, all of them? Are you playing your own arrangements? Um, or is it just basically a, a tribute orchestra to your dad and what your dad did? We are playing all the arrangements that my dad wrote. Um, okay. He he wrote um, arrangements, like I said, so that the the, the sounds of the uh, of the music was very pleasing. There's nice there's harmonies that are, are very pleasing to the ear, and he wrote for dancers. He he wanted to be a, you know his his motto was the dancers dance band. Um, so they're not um, standard arrangements that you could just order, you know, from an arranger and, and just buy a dozen arrangements of very long. He, they're very okay. uh, unique to his sound, his style, and he wanted that. He wanted that special sound. So um, that's that's why dancers really liked coming to um, his dances because they were just his songs were easy to dance to and they were easy to listen to. Mm. Of your father's arrangements, do you have a favorite? Or are they like, um, I guess you could say, children in some cases, where they're all your favorites? Well, um, I guess I was always partial to the the swing and the jump numbers. <laughs> but, okay. Um, yeah. <laughs> As a drummer, it's a little more exciting to play the the jump numbers, of of course. But um, oh, I don't know. There's a handful of favorites, but I really just. The whole book, I just I enjoy playing the whole book. It's it's um, mm-hmm. he, he was such a good arranger. He you know he he knew how to make the sound unique and and make it very pleasing. And, um, yeah, I, no no one particular favorite. I can't say that now. And and one thing I forgot to ask you, which I'll ask you right now, when you started playing drums, mm-hmm. what got you interested in it, or did your dad just sit you in front of a set going, here, this is what I need you to do? How did I get started playing drums? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, with my dad being a musician, he was a music teacher. Um, naturally, okay. I was going to be introduced to music um, all through elementary school. Um, I was on various instruments. I played flute. I played piano all along. I think oboe in there, um, a couple of other instruments, and um, I'm not quite sure he introduced me to drums. It's a cute story. If you want to hear it, I was practicing sure. saxophone over the summer and um I was out of school you know for the for the year and um I was upstairs uh, practicing some scales and doing whatever on saxophone that he was he was teaching me on his own and he came up um around the corner and and he just sort of you know waited for me to pause and I looked over at him and he said how'd you like to play drums and I said, okay, and, and he turned around and went back down the steps, and, and I uh, continued practicing, and looking back, I, he at that point, he went and, and purchased a drum set for me, made arrangements for a private teacher, and got me started on drums, and looking back, I'm thinking, was I that horrible on saxophone that he wanted to get me on another instrument? I, it must have been. I don't know, <laughs> but um, the the drums felt right. It was just I felt natural, and it just the rhythms just came to me. And and, and by far, it was you know it was that was my calling, the drums. So um, somewhere maybe in the back of his mind, he thought that was a way for me to get into his band as a drummer. Mm-hmm. And um, it, now, it turned out that way. You, you made a comment, and you're talking about the other members of the bands, and a lot of them actually are working with local high school bands. And looking back on your career when you performed as a child, 
do you feel that it was beneficial that you were part of something like this, that, that you were able to, to play an intr- instrument, that's something you're able to carry on um, through your, your adult years and now being able to reuse it again on a regular basis? Do you think it was a valuable lesson that you learned? Uh, what was the last statement that you said I, you, I didn't hear? I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut out on you there. That was my end. If, if it was something valuable that you'll cherish, that, you're, that you were able to play with your dad and now you've been able to carry it with you throughout your adult life. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Um, I think when you're in the middle of something like that, you don't really appreciate the, the grandness of it. You know, um, Then it was just, you know, I was having fun. I was going out with my dad and my brothers and the other members of the band that were almost like family and met so many people, you know, traveled to so many places. You know, I I missed out on some high school things and, you know, once I got older, some other weekend events. But, oh, my gosh, this was was a wonderful experience. And and to be able to now go back and and bring that back and bring that feeling back, I I just feel so honored that that I can I can do this and and honor my dad that way. I, I'm 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 certain that he is he's quite pleased with uh, what I'm doing and and with what my brother's doing with this band. So. Mm-hmm. Now, as I mentioned earlier too, that your daughter got in touch with me. Mm-hmm. Um, she lives in Virginia. Am I correct? Correct. Okay, because I, I remember that in the in the conversation. Does she play an instrument or? <laughs> She's a drummer as well. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the apple didn't fall far from the tree then. No, it didn't. <laughs> and uh, yeah. does, does she play on a regular basis, or did she just play um, in high school and stuff like that? Well, she did play in high school. Um, out of high school, she uh, – and I, I, actually, she was in high school. She uh, was a member of the Scottsdale Community Band that I had mentioned earlier. Oh, okay. And um, I, I hadn't um, – you know, after my dad passed away, I, I kind of left the drums for a while. I, I Several years that I just – I didn't play and mm-hmm. really don't have a good excuse other than just – just uh, you know, it's just one of those things. And I know she tried for the longest time to um, to get me in, in to join the community with her. And when she left, she uh, actually joined the Navy, so she's um, in the military right now in the Navy. And um, uh, when she left, there was really um, no drummer to kind of fill in and. Um, somebody from the uh, community band just uh, kept talking me into it, and um, finally, when I joined, you know, that's when I got back into playing the drums and and realized, all right, playing with the community band was not going to to be enough. And I I thought, you know, I wanted something else, and that's how it all kind of mm-hmm. came about with the the reviving my dad's band. Well, that's really great. I, I I'm glad to hear it. And as I as I've said, and I've made a comment on this program and the other ones that I've done in the past, I've always been interested in the story of Wally Gingers and about talking to a member of the family. Because like I said um, years ago, this would have been in uh, 2002, 2003, when these recordings were given to me, I was trying to make an attempt to get a hold of someone in the family, and I was told, no, no, don't do that because – there was something, that, and I don't know if it happened between the station or with your mother or how something worked out, and I never did. I never pursued it. Hmm. And whenever your daughter got a hold of me, it was like, 
this is like my past coming back to me again <laughs> and finally getting this opportunity to do it. And I'm like, this is really cool. And then being able to uh, chat with you online like we have over the last few months few weeks just to make arrangements to do this and talk about your father's legacy. Mm-hmm. It's kind of neat because he did have a large following, not only in Fayette County, but throughout um, southwestern Pennsylvania. Because as I said before, you mentioned Wally Gingers to someone over the age of 65, and their eyes will light up, and they can usually tell you where they were at, who they were dancing with, and what uh, dance hall they were in at the time. Because in Fayette County, especially where I'm at in Brownsville, there were a lot of them that were very prominent during the heydays of the 50s and early 60s. -hmm. So there was like one on every street corner from what I've been told. So it's kind (laughs) of interesting to hear this and try to revive some of that history that Mm -hmm. was there. And and you still having a connection by trying to bring your trying to bring everything back into a new generation and i think that's really i think that's really i hate to use the term again but really cool that you're able to do that (laughs) and i i was looking at the website and other than the, the two recordings that i have and some of the stuff you have are there any other recordings out there of your father's band and now the uh, the main one that I have is that uh, recording from the Sunnybrook Ballroom. And I do have some uh, recordings um, actually from um, the radio station in Uniontown, WMBS, when he would do mm-hmm. um, sa- Saturday or Sunday evening half-hour programs. Um, but other than that, uh, he never made any formal recordings, like went into a studio um, uh, I know there's a um, a video that a patron took of uh, a dance that we played in Jeanette. Um, uh-huh. It's not of the best quality, um, but the sound is 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 still pretty good. So um, that's been I have that transferred to um, um, a DVD. But um, yeah, other than that, um, not too much. Not too much. Uh, that's been recorded, you know, um, formally. So, because I I read on the website that I guess RCA approached him about doing some type of recording deal, and Absolutely. he turned it down because that he didn't want to be news. away for six months. Yes, that was that was that was absolute news to me. I didn't know. I'm the youngest of my my siblings, and uh, this was information that was out when I was very very young, and. Um, when we were getting the website together, I talked with my brother and, and got some information from him about, you know, the history of my dad. And he told me that I was, I was amazed. And, um, you know, he really could have um, uh, taken that, um, you know, that tour and, and really made a name for himself, not just on the East Coast, but mm-hmm. all across, you know. But, um, you know, I'm the youngest of nine kids, so, he, you know, he didn't want to be from away from his family and the... And he turned that and, down. Yeah, yeah and, and that's, and again, that's where you go. Hindsight is twenty twenty. Just think of what right. Dad could have done if Dad would have just taken that opportunity. But yeah. I think it's also interesting is that the program from the Sunny Book Ballroom, um, that it was done for your treasury show, and it was done in cooperation with U.S. savings bonds. And at the end of the program, and I'm going to paraphrase it because I won't get the quote right, is that it said Wally Gingers did 
this was part of Wally Ginger's service to this country that he did this program, which was basically a 30-minute public service announcement for the war effort and the, uh, the, treasury, the treasury program. And from the research I did about the program, your father must have had one heck of a following that ABC and the program got a hold of him to do this. So he probably would have been able to have a national recording contract that would have been uh, a very, very well known if he would have just taken that step. Right, right. Um, and also, um, it, it the the obligation to do the um, uh, the show wasn't really an, an obligation. I mean, he wanted to do that, but it was part of um, just a a way for for him to give back, um, mm-hmm. you know, to to the community in, in playing. Um, uh, these these dances. So it wasn't like it was an obligation. It wasn't like you know he had to do it um, or else. You know it was it was, a, it was right, definitely right, right. A, um, um, a voluntary thing. So um, you know he was in the he was in the army himself. So um, you know that was all when he came out of the army. Um, now when he was in, and this is probably a little bit off here, but did he play in? Did he play when he was overseas? Or uh, well, was he just because I was reading that he were, was arranging more music at the time? Right. Yeah. Uh, no. Uh, when he joined the army, um, I don't know the whole story, but uh, no, he was not in the army band. He was. Okay. Um, um, he was a, a artillery gunman, and um, he had put in multiple requests to join the army band because he was a, a professional musician. Um, but mm-hmm. he was too valuable in his. His position as a gunman required a lot of um, um, mass, and and uh, and just he was a very intelligent man, and they didn't want to let go of him. So he did play um, just within his unit, church, um, you know, religious services, and that. And they put together small events, but um, but he, you know, while he was doing that, that is when he worked on so many of the arrangements. So that he figured, well, when I get out of the army and, and go back home. I'm going to have all these arrangements. So when other people, when other army guys and you know, his his buddies were out, um, you know, taking leave and just you know uh, um, going you know to the local restaurant or whatever, he stayed in and he wrote these arrangements. He wrote over a hundred arrangements, and some mm-hmm. of those are, or most of those are still in in the uh, in the book now. So, um, and he made his own um, equipment. He was very um, skilled with the um, the electronics, you know, uh, end of it. So he he made his own equipment, you know, and he wired all his own uh, speakers and and uh, all of that uh, equipment that he needed for the band. So um, he did it all. <laughs> well, it, it it sounds like he was a a, a remarkable individual, and uh, being able to do what he did with the military, and then being able to have the energy to have nine kids is just beyond <laughs> me. <laughs> I. I have three, and my youngest is two and a half, and I can't keep up with her. So um, it, it is it is it is really great to put uh, some of the history and past of some of the music that, uh, especially that I've heard and some of my listeners have heard um, over the years, and being able to put this together. And Claire, I appreciate you taking time to do this because I mean it's late on a on a Wednesday night, mm-hmm. and um, it's really nice for you to do this now. Your first performance, public performance, is going to be Friday, April 23rd. Correct. 
from 8 until 12 at the Duck Hollow mm-hmm. Golf Club, correct? Correct. And, and there will be a $10 cover charge for that. Now, I guess you just go to the club that night, put your $10 down, and listen to uh, four hours of some of the best big band music that you probably will ever hear in the area, right? You got it. That's exactly right. <laughs> <laughs> well, yes. well, I, I, I wish... Be, the, the, uh, the golf club is also going to have uh, their kitchen will be open and, um, you know, drinks there, so they'll have that end of it as well. So um, light food and dancing is going to be a great night. <laughs> well, I, I wish you all the luck in the world, and I'll see if I can readjust my schedule and actually be there for a little bit of the time that night because I'd love to meet Wonderful. you and your brother and the rest of the band. So uh, it sounds like yes. loads of fun, and um, I'm glad you could be part of the program tonight, and I will be mentioning this uh, all the way up until the uh, the uh, the 23rd, which is, uh, what, uh, just a little less than a month away from right now. About right? a month, That's yeah. Think less yeah. A month. yeah. Mm-hmm. So good luck to you. I'm, I'm, Thank you. I'm glad we finally were able to talk, and uh, hopefully we can do this again after you've uh, booked quite a few dances, and you can let us know how it went. I will do that. Thank you so much for having me on. I appreciate it. Claire, I appreciate it. You have a great night. Thank you very much. Thank you. Good night. Have a good one. Bye-bye. Well, that was uh, Claire Huggins, the daughter of Wally Gingers, here online with yours truly, Bill Alexander. That was fun. I enjoyed that. Um, it's nice to, to finally put some information to the background of a gentleman. Because when I first moved into Fayette and I started working in radio, I was doing a big band program in the late 90s. And they kept telling me about this guy, and I had no idea who he was. And I just kept hearing his name over and over again. And uh, when I revived the big band program in 2002, um, again, these, this is when I got a copy of this music. And it's really nice to be able to do it. Again, that's going to be happening. The uh, Wally Ginger's Orchestra will be playing again on Friday, April 23rd at the Doc College Golf Club. That's, um, again, on Friday the 23rd from 8 until 12. There's a $10 cover charge for the event. And hopefully you'll all be able to go out and uh, take part in it. And again, we'd like to thank Claire Huggins for uh, joining us this evening. We're going to step away for a brief moment, pay a couple bills, and then come back to uh, some final thoughts and wrap up tonight's program. Here online with yours truly, Bill Alexander. Stick around for more online with Bill Alexander. Phil Gianetti Motors, providing quality vehicles for 40 years. If you're looking for a quality pre-owned vehicle, give Chip Giannetti a call at 724-785-6800 or visit them online at www.philgiannettimotors.com. Call Bill at 724-444-7444, extension 1832, or email him at bill at onlinewithbillalexander.com. And the one question I couldn't get answered about who was Ann McElhoo? <laughs> I just get a kick out. I don't know why. I love that name. If anybody knows who Ann McElhoo is, please let me know. I, I really, I really, I really want to know who she is. Um, I don't know why. I just like the name McElhoo. I never heard of it before until I heard the one recording out of Uniontown from uh, quite a few years ago. But uh, it is great to hear 
uh, Claire talked about her dad's orchestra and, and trying to get the band back together again and, and, and recreate the sound of Wally Ginger's. So, Claire, thank you very much again. We really appreciate it tonight. And for all of you that joined us this evening, we had people watching on the video stream tonight and also uh, listening on the audio stream at italkradio.us. We appreciate everybody for stopping by tonight. We'll be back in next Wednesday night, open line conversation next week. At least I don't think I have anybody planned. I actually do I. Yeah, I may have another radio guy in next week. That uh, is possible. We have to confirm that or not. It's either next week or the following week. I don't have my calendar in front of me right now. But uh, we'll let you know about that. Keep posted to the uh, website, netio.info, and you can find out what's going on here online with yours truly, Bill Alexander. Everybody, you have a great night, and I am out of here. Just on online with Bill Alexander, The Netio Show. For more information on The Netio Show and to download this podcast, go to www.netio.info. That's www.netio.info. Online with Bill Alexander, The Netio Show is a million dollar baby production in association with TalkShoe.com. is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.